Hey, welcome back to Undesignated Players. Ryan, this is a big episode. You know why? Why is this a big episode, Sarah? Because if we put this episode out, this will be the longest streak of continuous episodes that we put out at a time. Oh, three's lucky enough. We might, we should probably just quit while we're ahead. This is two. Well, this will be the second. Consecutive episodes. Right? Consecutive. Not total episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should quit while we're ahead. Yeah, so thanks for listening. All right. That was a good show. <laughs> and that wraps up the pod. Week one in the book, Sarah? Yep. What are your takeaways? What do you think? Are you happy Amos um, is back? Yeah, you know, it gave me something to do this weekend. Fantastic. Um, you know, I'm I'm a very busy person, but I did manage to watch a lot of soccer also. As we should. So we um, all should. We yeah. should all aspire to be like Sarah. Yes. Agreed. In more of the way than one. Yeah, I don't know. My team did okay. Yeah, tell me I about was... your team. How many points did you get? Well, you know, it was 64. And then they did stat corrections, and then it was 60. So I'm going to call it an even 64. <laughs> Sounds like you got ripped by the old stat correction god, Aaron. I Jesus. did. How about you? How did your team do? I had a, a nice 69 point. Nice! Yeah. Um, got bit in the butt by the, the Vela captain. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, but... I heard he's not going to be good this season. I would say this game performance is pretty indicative of what the season is for Vela. I'd say if there was one piece of advice you should take away from this podcast is that that one point is predictive of his performance throughout the season. And so if they play 30 games, you should expect him to get 30 points, maybe? Yeah. 60 if you captain him? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously... We're not being serious about that. He played a sweet 20 minutes before accidentally being subbed off. Yeah, so for those of you who did not see the game, like myself, but who then watched this afterwards... Was um, sent a riveting text chain from me. Oh, yeah. I had to literally call Sarah to vent about this happening because I could not believe this bullshittery. So Vela, in the 20th minute, pulled up with a hammy injury... Didn't look like anything particularly serious, but I guess he, he motioned to the bench that he needed treatment, uh, but he did the little, like, hand twirly thing, you know what I mean, which... Yeah, it was unclear. You... I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I watched it, and, like, I don't know their hand signals, but I kind of thought that he was asking to come off. Yeah, so the universal hand signal for a substitution is, like, the, you know, the hey Macarena with, like, the two fingers, though, you know, like, yeah, little sure. rotation sub thing. And I can see, I can see how that could be misconstrued. Anyways, Vela was not asking for a sub. He was asking just for the trainers to treat him. But Bob Bradley did not get the message, and so he subbed him out, much to Vela and all of our collective dismay. Yeah, we all hated it. So his day was done in the books. One fantasy point, two if you captained him. Not good looks. Um, if you look at who is leading the league right now, well, our individual league, which by the way is public and open. It's called Undesignated Players. Some of you, well, some people, I'm not sure if it's any <laughs> of you listening, have already joined, and that's great. Um, and there's still time for, for more people to join. But if you look at, in general, what teams did well in week one across the MLS fantasy sphere, it was people who did not take the solid advice of always captaining Villa. Um, and it worked out for them this week. Worked out for them this week, but spoiler alert, it's not going to work out for them if they keep doing that. <laughs> Um, who knows? Maybe, maybe Gonzalo They got Higuain, a head start. Yeah, maybe Gonzalo Higuain will be a viable captain choice from He's here on out. He's got a nice out. beard. He does have a nice beard. He looked, he looked a little spicy on Sunday. 
He's got that kind of like reverse hair thing where he's bald, but like all his, he has like all that hair in his beard. That's what I. That's what I want to do, Sarah. If I if, you if go I ever bald, go bald, yeah. I'm just gonna really lean into the beard. Yeah, I mean that's fair. R.I.P. Your hair, but my hairline is not necessarily receding. No, we don't it's... have we don't have definitive evidence outside of my relatives of that. <laughs> Sorry to all my uncles and cousins who aren't listening to the pod. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So exciting, exciting week of action, Sarah. Looking at the scores synthesizing what you watched this weekend in five paragraph essay format let me know what you have outstanding questions about and what we should discuss moving forward from this week one of mls um Hit me what, with your take. what do i have questions about yeah anything that uh, sticks out to you or should we just jump into the fantasy well i as always need to talk about montreal winning a game after you proclaimed them <laughs> to be buns i don't want to do this shit again <laughs> And that's all I'll say. That's fine. Every goddamn year. I mean, I will say Toronto did not seem to have their big players that I know their names of. Yeah, including so... Paws and Josie Altador. Yeah, so Toronto fielded a largely second string lineup. And Montreal did look good. I don't want to take that away from Montreal. It's a good, complete performance for them. But I'm not willing to draw any conclusions from week one especially just given the makeup of this roster so i'd like to take us all on a bit of time travel yeah that is the universal time travel noise (laughs) back to the year of our lord 2018 where in the first week of mls we had the historic franchise houston dynamo hosting young upstart exciting talent Atlanta United Football Club in their second ever season. And do you know what happened in that game? No. The Houston Dynamo obliterated Atlanta. 4-0 was not even remotely close. Um, Atlanta was full strength. They had their... They just looked like doo-doo. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Um, Do you know who won MLS Cup that year? Well, as you've taking us on a somewhat pointed narrative, I'm going to assume that Atlanta did. Yeah, not my best storytelling, but (laughs) Atlanta United won MLS Cup 2017. What does that sample size of one tell you about? 2018. Oh, yeah, sorry, 2018. What does that sample size of one tell you about (laughs) this sample size of one? Montreal or Buns. Montreal or Buns. Or Toronto's going to win Alamo. I hope my grad grad school advisors are not, not listening into this riveting statistical analysis here i don't know how they would be no stats just vibes yeah um i'm not willing to i'm not willing to renege on that take but it's possible that montreal surprises us we there's a lot of unknowns they're they're sort of rebuilt roster new coach you had a couple of guys who scored who who knew new signings and looked maybe rejuvenated mason toy georgie rahilovich Mason Toy never needed to be rejuvenated. He has always looked good with Minnesota, and I, I'm excited for him to get more more playtime in potentially this season. Um, but if they if they you know continue to play enterprising and exciting soccer, then maybe they won't be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. I'm not holding my breath, but it's possible. Also, shout out to my brother who had a dream that Victor Wanyama scored, and so <laughs> made that decision to keep him on his fantasy team. And he came through with a goal. What? Yeah. Shout out to Charlie. What? Yeah. Uh, 
I tried to, I tried she, really hard to convince him out of the one Yama pick, and I, I should have known to not mess with divine intervention. I'm going to be honest. I have never had a dream about MLS. Oh, I've had several. Sarah, you're missing out. I guess I am. So I just want to put the disclaimer out that this, this sort of take I have here broadly applies for Vancouver, broadly applies for DC United, although I kind of think NYCFC is bad anyways, so I don't really have much to say about that. Applies for Houston, but same stuff. Does not apply for LA. I think LA is maybe not a bottom five team in MLS. They looked decent. They were outplayed, I think, in large swaths of the game by Miami. But I will say they've got talent. So the thing they kept talking about, and by they I mean Taylor Twelman on that commentary, was that you know for Chicharito to score. They kept calling him by his real name, which Javier was Hernandez. very confusing to oh, me. Sure. They they were saying that he needed like more support. Like he didn't he wasn't he didn't need to be the one person at the top. He yeah. did better in like a something something two. A four four two perhaps. Mate, I don't know what. The, I think that is what they ended up switching to. And they then they switched to that. Yeah. And they did better. But then I was like, wow, they figured it out in the first season of the of this or in the first game of the season surely they would have tried that last season with him do you know if they did like it feels like a massive oversight for like taylor twelman to be taught like for them to be doing commentary about this and then having them not done it at all last season so, so i didn't watch a lot of la last year for a couple of reasons one their booty two <laughs> um well it's not that, well two there was the global panorama going on and i yeah didn't get to watch, you know, there were pauses in the season. Um, but, you know, it was a different coach. Chicharito oh, was injured was a, a lot. Coach. Yeah, so Greg Vanny came over in the offseason, took mm. over LA Galaxy, um, former Toronto coach who won all those trophies in Toronto. I will say Chicharito was injured a lot last season, so he did not play in extended runs of games, um, although those games he did look in, he or he did play in, he did not look particularly good. But this makes sense. I mean, we've seen this with him in the past. And, and his best strength as a player throughout his entire career has always been his movement in the box. He's easily makes some of the best moves, some of the smartest runs, has just a generally good sense in the attacking third of how to time his runs and, and where to get into dangerous positions. And so that makes sense, right? If you If you... Put him in a four-four-two or in something where he's not necessarily the sole centerpiece of the offense. You're reducing the amount of times he gets double teamed. You're giving him more opportunity to make secondary runs off the runs of other players. And so I think I think that makes sense to me. And I think if they continue to roll on a four-four-two and we see him continue to have success, I I'm willing to buy that he can that he'll be elite. I mean, he's been an elite player his career, and I'm willing to buy that he's not washed up because I don't really ever have thought he's washed up. That was really a coherent sentence right there. (laughs) Um, But I do think, I do think this team is still like a middle of the pack. Here's a fantasy question for you. Yeah. So they brought on Zubak. Yeah. Ethan Zubak. And I think he got an assist for one of Chicharito's goals. Mm -hmm. And he's really cheap. He's cheap. If they rolled with that formation with him up with Chicharito in the future, would you consider him a budget look? Yeah, I would. He's a big, 
So like, I think he's under forward. $5 million. He probably is, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's basically a bench player. I'm always willing to look at a guy who's under 5 mil, even under 5.5 or 6, who's starting a game, especially in good matchups. At home this week against New York Red Bull, it's not the best matchup in the world, but it definitely doesn't scare me. It's definitely one I'd be willing to take a flyer on. So if you're looking for a budget option and Ethan Zubak starts up top, I you've got my blessing. I think they have one of the last games, though, right? They do. They have the 530 game. Oh, so yeah. if you want to do so some... Like... That's some, like, switcheroo shenanigans going on there. You know, you take you take some early bench flyers, and then you just throw Zubak into your lineup. If But, you know, that's contingent on him starting. So if he's not starting, you're going to have to right. have a plan B. Or at least have enough money in the bank to pay up for Chuchu. Yeah, I think I actually thought about that. And then I looked at the game, and I was like, I don't know if he's going to start, and I'm not willing to wait till Sunday to move things around because I... Made that mistake this week a little bit. I would not I would not play him over Chicharito if you had the funds for both, which I guess sort well, of answers yeah. that question, because if you... Yeah, I mean, they're just like $5 million difference in terms of... Right. In terms of funds, so I wouldn't... I wouldn't... If you had the funds to play Chicharito, I don't know why you would. You could do what I did this week, which was forget to check the lineups and play Freddie Montero, even though mm. he didn't start... A move that was 40 chess-esque, <laughs> in my humble opinion. So he came on for the last, like, 10 minutes oh. of the game and had a goal and assist. Catch yourself on the back. Oh, I am just so freaking smart. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I, I, I think that Exceedingly humble. I think that should count easily for my next five wrong takes. Okay. That should last me this season because there's no way I'm getting more than five picks right. wrong. Yeah, yeah, we have a tally board and all. I'll keep you honest with that, but Yeah. Well I'm I'm basically perfect right now because Montreal aren't fun because Montreal are buns and their win was nothing. Also Vancouver. <laughs> Here, here's a question. Also if, DC United. <laughs> if Montreal just like continued to eke out wins, would you ever say that they're not buns? I might What if they won what's the final thing at the end? MLS Cup? Yeah, MLS Cup. What if they won? Would you, you know, before that happened, would you be willing to say that they're not buns, or is this just... I might... Is this the take for the season? If Montreal win MLS Cup, I will buy a Montreal Club de Food jersey. Ooh. You have it on this podcast. I realize (laughs) that I'm basically betting your money with you on this. I mean, it's my money, but... (laughs) it's... It's our money. (laughs) Oh. So... I don't like this anymore. Uh, you know, I, I hope there's an alternate universe. How about, I think if, if Montreal wins, you should change your team next year to the little Montreal logo. All right, that's That's even bad. lower stakes. But... That feels worse to me, honestly. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll do it. Because then you'd be in the Montreal League. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if the Montreal League is more competitive than the Revolution League. <laughs> do you think they have more fans? Um... You know, that's a good question. I don't know if they have more fans. All right, I will check to see how many subscribers they have on their subreddit. Oh, that's always a foolproof way. It's a good one. It, it what large... if their fans are all like 60? They might be. I don't I don't. They have 2,000 members. Let's see how many they've got on r slash moving the revolution. I think there's an alternate universe here where Montreal wins MLS Cup and then takes Vancouver, DC United, RSL, in the Revs and forms their own Super League <laughs> to secure this. Uh, a, a reference for the week. <laughs> yeah, RIP Super League. As a uh, 
Oh, the Revs have 5.3 thousand oh. subs, so eat it, Montreal. <laughs> Um, oh man, I feel like we're not going to be welcome in Montreal. I want to go so bad though. It sounds wonderful. Um, your city, your city sounds great, but figure out. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Baguette. Here's yeah. here's a question for the upcoming week. Um, Real Salih yeah. is playing their first game. They are. So as as we mentioned last time, 27 teams in MLS. So to add to the tomfoolery, they have starting from week one by weeks. And so Real Salt Lake did not play last week. They'll have their opening match this week on the road at Minnesota, Allianz Field. Yeah, not a not a great matchup for uh, for the Royal Salt Lake. I don't have high hopes for RSL. The roster's okay. They're not terrible. Is Kai Kamara on that team? Is Kai Kamara on that I team? I don't know. Was he on that team? He was on Columbus. Wait, no, he was on. Oh, sorry, of... did I say Columbus? Excuse me, Colorado. Oh, okay, then never mind. He's probably not on them. I just get them. Confused. But I don't know if. No, he's certainly not on them. I was just thinking of Colorado. Yeah. I... You don't have to look it up. But I can tell you that he's not on this team. Is he still on Colorado? Well, I don't know. He is was he... on the Revs though. Right? Is he still? On... He was on the Revs. Oh, okay. Did he? What happened to him? Where is Kai? <laughs> uh... Hashtag find Kai. He um. Quote, according to Wikipedia, plays as a striker. So, teamless. <laughs> I think he might be teamless. I'm not entirely sure. Gosh, man. Montreal could use a guy like him, honestly. He was on Minnesota last year. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. They did yeet him over to Minnesota. Hmm. I don't know that he's still on the team, though. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about players who aren't playing anymore. Yeah, this probably <laughs> is not worth your time. Anyways. So, RSL, good, bad, top 10 teams. Bottom ten teams. Bottom ten. I bottom five. Bottom five. Ooh. Okay. I think. I mean, it's hard to say. The club is sort of in disarray. Um, they basically got rid of their owner because he's a racist, a racist kind of asshole. And uh, like, there's talent on the team. Rusnak is a good player. Um, I've always liked Demir Krylock. They brought in Bobby Wood over from Germany, who's a Former U.S. men's national it's team striker. Robert Wood to you. Ah, uh, yeah. Robert <laughs> White. The Northern Robert White, my favorite bird. Just kidding. Northern Bob White's not my favorite bird. Yeah, former U.S. men's national team striker. He was a pretty big deal early in his career, but he sort of leveled out a little bit. Not not really much going on there. Hasn't had a really strong run of form. We'll see. This could be a good this could be a good move for him. Um, I think they're hoping he can get ten goals, maybe more. Um, especially with the, you know, he was originally supposed to come in midway through the year, but now they were able to bring him in at the beginning of the season. So we'll see. I'm not interested in Montreal at, uh, well, I'm not interested in Montreal. <laughs> um, I'm also not interested in Real Salt Lake at the moment. Um, and I think when we talk about our teams later, you'll see that I am going to put my money where my mouth is in that regard. Oh, I was like, by the absence of... Yeah, by not picking any Real Salt Lake <laughs> No, but I, I see what you're saying. I think I, by... I think I proved that last week by not picking any of their players, how much I yeah. <laughs> uh, Same. <laughs> so... Should we get into it? We should get into it. Any, any bookkeeping notes? I mean, you should have noticed that your team value has changed. That's, as we were mentioning last week, due to the, the mechanism of, of price rises in this game, where... 
all the value gained or lost by players in any one week directly impacts your overall team value. Um, Sarah, what, what's your what's your team value now? I want to talk about it. Uh, did you go up? I did go up. Okay, that's good. As long as you went up, that's great. Not by a lot. And if you didn't go up, it's not that big of a deal. It just means you got to be a little. A you got to pick up Zubac. You got to pick up Zubac. You just gotta you gotta finesse things a little bit more. That's why you're listening to this pod so that you you know what guys to pick up if you lost. 0.5, 1, 2, 5, 10 mil in a week. No, you I can't. I don't think it would be possible. I mean, right, the max you can lose per person is 0.5, right? Presumably, yeah. I so I can... guess if everyone... No, then you need to have 20 people on your team to lose $10 million. Yeah, so I guess you could lose like... Quick math. Five and a half mil, right? If everyone on you... No, because the way that's just the starting 11, right? It's your whole bench. There's 15 total. Yeah, it was seven and a half million. If you are one of those people, congrats. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> lost seven and a half million this league, I'm begging you to join our league. Not <laughs> just for my self esteem, but also for the memes. So please <laughs> for uh, the lols. Yeah, for the for the lols. So yeah, you should have a little bit more budget to work with now. Frankly, I don't think it's gonna make that big of a difference early on. But we're starting to already see, and we'll talk about it. The, the sort of introduction of this this money gaming strategy that I really just... Sarah, I'm not a fan. You I don't like it. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've played this this version before, like with the fluctuations in salary, and I never really considered that the points gained in one week then continued to increase the salary if they were enough yeah. In following weeks, and you have now introduced me to the fact that that's like a thing to finesse more money, and it's really messed up my whole strategy of picking people, and I think you'll see in my lineup, I haven't even acknowledged it at all. So, am I just going to end up with not that much money? I don't know. Yeah, let's just put this in explicit terms. So I'm going to list a player who is on my team right now that I think is a fine play in week two, but I would not be playing if I were not trying to also manage my budget this way, and that is Randall Leal. So Randall Leal, winger for Nashville SC, great game last week against Cincinnati. Goal and an assist, five bonus points for a fantasy player. That's that's a lot. Fifteen points in week one. He was six and a half million. He's hopped up to 7 mil. Do I think he's going to repeat that performance against Montreal? Yeah, I'll probably double it because it's Montreal. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I think I think he could, he could be in for another good game. But in a way, it doesn't matter. Because with a 15-point average right now, even if he throws up a stinker, he's probably still going to get a price rise. Because when he's a $7 million player, let's say he gets two points next week, that puts his average at eight and a half points. That's well above the average of a $7 million player. And so he's going to price rise no matter what, just from week one. So in a way, I feel like I have to play him because I'm losing money not playing him, right? And I think that's how a lot of people probably will be approaching it this week. And that's that's fine. And Leal's a good, a good play this week. But what if he was on the road against Columbus? Like, are you really... Like, is that really fun? Is that fun? Is that fun for you all? You like that? <laughs> I don't. Ugh. Is that fun for you? Is it, you do you do you enjoy doing that? Because I, for one, would love to throw 
just any number of Montreal players on my bench instead. No, I was just kidding. But <laughs> honestly, that joke's going to get old real fast. I know. I hope Montreal makes the playoffs this year. I wish them the best. I wish them the best. Clue I wish different. them and their butthole the best. I, yeah, I wish them and all their, their feet <laughs> the best. But yeah, so I mean, that's just sort of the things that we're going to have to deal with here, right? Is like, especially early on in the season, like there's legitimate strategy and just like picking players that you know will get you money. And if they do well, great. If they don't, you might make up those points later in the season by having the money to pick Lodero, Heal, Pozuelo, Vela, Reynoso, Chicharito. Oh, you're so right, and I'm so mad about it. So, now I'm just gonna have to change my team later, but whatever. I don't. I don't know who does MLS fantasy anymore. Like, I, like who's in charge of it? Ben Bear was one of the people for a while. Ben, if you're listening, I know you're not involved anymore, but like, talk to someone. I think the old boy was better. I realize we're probably a minority opinion here, but <laughs> yeah, is it me just like being lazy and not wanting to have to <laughs> figure out who? I mean, I actually, I, you know. I did figure out that, at least for this week, if you just search by points, or sort by points, then you can kind of see who scored above their, or who punched above their weight. That's a phrase, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a points last week filter. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess that would work the whole season, right? It would, sort of. I mean, if you got one guy who's, you know, if you're if you're a week, I don't know, if, you're, if it's August or September and the season is, you know, well underway you know, wrap, close to wrapping up. Oh, right. It's not going like, to... One week's average, not going to yeah. increase that average too much. But but again, I mentioned this last week on the pod, and and they were in the past based on three-week averages. Mm. So you never know. Anyways, hopefully at that point in the season, well, not hopefully, but probably at that point in the season, everyone who is like still playing is probably going to have like $150 million to spend because they've just been putting Randall Leal on their bench for like 40 <laughs> straight weeks. So it'll be Feels fun. Like- Feels like if he continues to perform well enough that you want him for the price rises, maybe you should start him in your lineup. I like Randall Leal. He's good. He's a good player. Um, I think he surprised some people. I think, well, we'll talk about Cincinnati. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, let's let's talk about teams. Who you got? Give me your goalkeepers. All right. So, I uh, threw in the skc goalie on my bench because they're the first game and he's 4.2 million and you know they're at home orlando didn't score a goal last week so that probably means that they won't score a goal this week uh that is that is how sports work typically yeah um anyways but he's like 4.2 million so like if i you know, stuck a $4 million sub in there. It'd be about the same. I think that's a good call. I don't love the... I mean, Sporting Kansas City at home, I typically like. I don't like the Orlando matchup. I think they are a good team. I think they're probably due for some goals eventually. Um, yeah, no but exact. at $4.2 million price point, you're not really risking him losing money. If he plays, he's probably going to increase in price. That's true. And I don't know what's going on with Tim Milia, but if Tim Milia is not playing, he's certainly going to start. So. I don't really know why he's getting the start. There's another goalie on their team that's more expensive. That's not Tim Milia. So I don't really know why he started last week, but he did. Yeah. So. I mean, you're talking about Macintosh? Maybe. I think it's just sort of... Some... See on the team? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's just sort of like preseason, you know, these... These, these prices are in part the MLS fantasy gods 
predictions of who's going to start. And so early in the season, and this is something that probably bit some people in the butt in week one. It always does. Is that we, we don't, just because somebody is priced like a starter doesn't necessarily mean they're going to start week one coaches. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I had switched, I switched a lot of people off of my team who didn't even show up in the, like, yeah. in the lineup or in the subs. And they were worth like a, a like respectable amount. And I was like, all right, I guess. Yeah, coaches make decisions based on what they see in preseason, what they see in, in training camp, what they see even in practice that week. And so, you know, there's just, especially in week one, it's it's sort of hard to predict sometimes what how teams are going to line up. I really thought Freddie Montero was going to get the start, case in point. <laughs> he did not. Um, I also had to out. switch minor Figueroa off my bench, like, with one minute before that game started, because for some reason he wasn't starting. Um, decided to just abandon that one completely. But yeah, I think I think the, the backup goalkeeper for Sporting Kansas City, that's, that's Paul Scamp, for those of you who aren't, you know, paying attention or watching Sporting Kansas City, is a good show. Put him on a Friday night. If he does well, great. If he doesn't, who you got, who you got in the lineup? And uh, the Minnesota goalie. Yeah, Dane St. Clair. Yes, yes. So, Dane St. Clair had a good week last week, despite being walloped by Seattle, and that's because he saved a first-half penalty. He's good, and I like the matchup against RSL, because, as I said, I don't expect them to be that good. I will caveat, though, they have pieces they could score. I don't know that I would call them the worst attacking team. They just don't seem particularly deep. But I think it's a good shout. They've sort of had a crappy preseason. And with the team sort of where it is, I'm willing to I'm willing to buy it. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I've just looked at the games this week and I don't really see teams at home that I like feel good about clean sheets. There are a couple I have in mind, but why don't we why don't we roll through your back line and then I'll I'll give you my thoughts. Alright. I got Wahua, Henry Kessler. Oh, love him. Um, My boy. D. Lovitz of Nashville. Yeah, Dan Lovitz of Nashville. He had a good week last week despite not getting a clean sheet, and that's because he gets involved in the attack. He had a lot of bonus points. Yeah, so he he had a lot of bonus points. I think those were due to an assist. Maybe. He is... So in the past, he was taking corners for Nashville. I don't know. I didn't watch that game, so I don't know if he still is. But if he is, that makes him an easy pick if you can afford him for good matchups for Nashville because you've got the upside of an assist combined with the potential upside of a clean sheet. Um, so I like Dan Lovitz. He's good. They're playing Montreal, so... They are playing Montreal. Feels like a good matchup. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And then, you know, I got Ryan Hollingshead back. Oh, back again. Him. He did well for me last week, so... He I, and San Jose wild. honestly looked kind of garbage last week. Yeah, San Jose, man, I don't know. I don't know what Matias Almeida... I don't know how to feel about his team. Well, they said that they only played... They didn't. They played, like, two USL teams mm-hmm. preseason. They didn't, like, play any MLS teams. So, I don't know if that excuses their performance. But they, like, didn't really do anything. They, they've done this in the past, though. With they their... made Houston look, like, very dominant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, San Jose's done this several times now yeah. with Matias Almeida, where... When they're on, they're on, and when they're not, they just look horrible. And he's got this sort of, for those of you who are unacquainted with Mateus Almeida's 
coaching style. He has this very unique tactical approach where he he functionally runs what's almost a man marking system in transition. So like when his team loses the ball and on defense, they they essentially run this man marking system. But it's not entirely so much man like it's man marking, but it's not like letter to the law man marking. It's sort of weird. But anyways, the, the point being that like there have been times where we've seen teams really break down the system or frankly just win their matchups in a way that San Jose can't compete with. I'm thinking Jordan Morris specifically as an example of this, like a kind of guy who could just like brute force beat his guy. And it just it just obliterates San Jose. And I don't know. Did that's you what we say saw. that they press? Is that was that the game where like the commentary was talking about like both teams like kind of being a, a pressing team? Yeah, like Tab Ramos is definitely a pressing coach. That's Houston's coach. And and, and to be fair, pressing is, is sort of just a part of modern soccer. A lot I mean, most teams in MLS have some sort of pressing scheme. But yeah, that is that is the the difference though with so like I know we said just vibes here, but we're gonna we're gonna get into the weeds a little bit. I see like the the difference here with with a press on a team like San Jose versus another team that presses remarkably well, which is LAFC. Is LAFC does sort of a counter press? So like when they lose possession, they they swarm in like these groups of three to try and like force players into playing into bad spots. So like they they try and force the other team which is generally like the point of any press which is to like pressure the opposing players into making mistakes but they have a very specific scheme where like they force their players into like traps by the way their press is shaped versus i think i'm not an expert on almeida's system but from what i've seen it's a it's a lot more of like a man marking press like like think yeah it's just like kind a, of a high like, like a high court press in basketball right and it's like if you can break through the lines there that's that's dangerous. So I don't know. I didn't. I don't think that's really what Houston did. Well, no, because they were just doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't see it for San Jose right now. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if we sort of see the same hot and cold that we've seen with them in the past. But I think on any given game, they're good. They're a potentially good matchup to exploit, depending on, frankly, depending on their run of form. So yeah, I don't hate Hollingshead. Um, I wouldn't be counting on a clean sheet from that game, if I'm going to be honest. Well, I don't know. We'll see. If you want to do it for the loyalty, I'm, no, I'm not, not really here to stop you. <laughs> All right. Who you got in midfield? I have Reynoso of mm. Minnesota. Yes. I have yes. Heal yes. again. And I have Ring of nice. Austin. Yeah, so I think Heal and Reynoso are no-brainers, and I don't really feel like we need to talk that much about them. I think they're great picks. Alex Ring is interesting. So, he's... I solely picked him because he got bonus points. Yeah, so he's a more deep-lying midfielder. So these are these are three central midfielders. Reynoso and Heal are attacking midfielders. Heal actually almost plays, like, as a winger in a lot of ways. He's like a playmaking winger. Ah, no, I don't want to say that. He plays out wide a lot of the times. But he is a... He's, he's like a central playmaker. Functionally. He just sometimes operates a lot on the wing. Alex Ring is more of like a holding defensive midfielder, sometimes like a almost like a box of box eight sometimes. I haven't watched him yet this year with Austin, so I don't really know exactly how they're running him. If I had to guess, I would say he probably did get a lot of his bonus points from yeah, tackles. Balls recovered. Interception. Yeah. Recovered balls. Yeah. So that checks out. 
And those kind but of guys... But I don't hate that. Like, he those did kind get... of guys can be producers for fantasy. I think the the biggest example I can think of in recent history is Giovanni Dos Santos. No, sorry. Not Giovanni. R.I.P. Giovanni. Um, no, he didn't die. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he died in my heart. Um, oh. No, so... Alex. And it, no, uh, that was way more dramatic than what actually happened. I'll explain to me. When I was, what I meant to say with Jonathan Dos Santos, his twin brother. I don't think they're twins. They're brothers. Hermanos. They're hermanos, yeah. Was that hermano guy? <laughs> um, Jonathan Dos Santos was a bonus point machine the past few years with LA Galaxy. And like, it's good for like seven to, to nine, ten points a game. And he I like basically points. never scored. It was just, I mean, dude would complete, like, probably 200 passes a game. So that was, like, a big part of it. He'd recover, like, 15 balls, like, five, six interceptions, something like that. Anyways, so, like, a guy like that can produce, and Alex Ring is going to be involved. Austin doesn't win if Alex Ring doesn't play well in my position, in my opinion. And so I think, I think he'll produce. I just wouldn't expect upside. I think you're looking at, like, a floor of four points, which is pretty good for a floor. But, like, a ceiling of, like, 10, maybe? That feels good to me. So, I don't hate it, honestly. You, you got two sort of, like, prime producers, primo producers, I should say, and Heal and Reynoso, and you throw a ring in there just as sort of a safety net, and I, I can buy it. They've got Colorado on the road. Sort of a tricky matchup. Colorado's a decently good team at home, but not not anything to, like, strike fear into your heart if you're an Austin fan, if you're an Austin <laughs> himself. <laughs> Um, I'm sure he's very afraid. Uh, why he shouldn't be? <laughs> Go forth. Go forth, young Alex Ring. Young. I don't know how old he is. He's probably our age, honestly. Uh, I hate when people are our age. Yeah, that's the worst. He is a uh, no, no, no. He's he's thirty. Ancient. Yeah. Boomer alert. Yeah. He probably knows what a floppy disk is. Am I right, Zoomers? Absolute geezer. There are no Zoomers listening to the podcast. Uh, Charlie! Yeah, there are probably some oh Zoomers gosh, listening to the podcast. Oh my gosh, one Zoomer. I hope there are more of you, Zoomers. We can we can bond. <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? Um, oh, jeez. All right, before this goes off the rails, why don't we just go to the forwards real quick? All right. Well, you know, I've captained Vela. I think it's good. I think so, too. I, I would... I would imagine that they will be going over there. I need a substitute versus I need uh, treatment hand signals in preparation for this game. So I can't imagine that uh, the same thing will happen again. Yeah, I'll lose my mind if it does. Is Seattle good, though? I, Is that something to be worried about? No, it's Vela. No, not even going to think about it. It. I think it'll be high scoring. Certified guarantee I will scream if Carlos Vela gets accidentally sent out <laughs> again. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of great. I'll scream on next week's pod (laughs) if he gets automatically subbed out again. Oh, good. You have my word. And I have uh, Iguain, the younger. Ooh, Gonzalo. Yes. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, maybe. Um, And then on my bench, so I have two guys in my... Wait, wait, wait. Before you go there, I just want to note, I'm not expecting 14 points from Iguain again. No, I'm not. Looking for 14 points. I think Philadelphia looks quite good this year. Aren't they still playing in... They are still playing in CCL, so monitor the lineups. Because if they go full strength, I think Iguain is still fine play because he's got upside and he's really talented. But 
it is a it's a bad matchup. It's oh. it's one of the worst matchups I can think of. Okay, well then maybe I'll rethink it. Just saying, I'm I'm not I'm not saying not to play Iguain this week, but I'm saying a lot of people are going to play Iguain this week because he yeah. did really well last week, and it's a good opportunity for a potential differential pick. Because... I only put him on because he was one of the, if not the only, but one of the only forwards, like expensive forwards that had points other that came from things other than goals and assists, which like, I, I don't know, all of my forwards last week got like two points because they didn't do anything. And I don't like having them there if I don't, if, like, I don't, I'm not really interested in a player who's only going to get two points. So, I yes, don't know what his points were from, but they were not from goals or assists. So, uh, yeah, no, I do agree with you. So I'm going to throw out some names I would play before Iguain this week. This may be a hot take. I may eat crow on this one because he was very involved and he was very good last week. I would play Joseph Martinez Hmm. at home against Chicago before I would play. Is he still being monitored for time though? He is, but I think he'll play. Um, Well, it's not a question of if he plays, it's how long he plays, right? He plays for 60 minutes, I'm potentially interested, honestly. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. That That's a good point. I'd play Rui Diaz on the road against LAFC, I think. Hmm. Um, I would play Casper Shevilko in that same game at home. Man, I love that name. I do too, if Casper Shevilko plays. Granted, they've got, you know, midweek CONCACAF Champions League to deal with here. I would... Frankly, I would even potentially look at Chicharito before I looked at Iguain. I had him on my team, and then I ended up with a lot of money left over, but maybe I'll... (laughs) I really don't want to be pouring cold water on Iguain, because I I expect a big year from him. It's just this matchup is Yeah, I guess the thing I, like, looked at again with Chicharito was, like, he only got points from his two goals. Like, he didn't get points from anything else. And, like, I guess... If I can count on him for a goal, but like, he didn't, he scored what two, did he score one goal last season? I think they said, he scored, or he, he matched, he either matched or he doubled. two goals last year. So like, I'm not ready to go in on him after one week of two goals. Yeah. I think your, your argument about usage is important and good for Iguain. If he continues to stay that involved and I, I noticed him dropping pretty deep into midfield in a lot of ways, which I actually like a lot with my fantasy forwards, guys who who get on the ball, not just in the attacking third. Then I'm then I'm interested in Gonzalo Higuain, but I just want to sort of temper expectations. It's not a good matchup, is all. Okay. Um, Noted. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> should I give you? Should I give you what I got? No. Give no, me a bench. I gotta go with my bench because I have I got two Columbus people on my in my Ooh. lineup right now, so I'll take the best of. That's two or three on okay. my bench if my lineup sticks this way. I have um Lindsay, who's a defender mm-hmm. for Lindsay. SKC. Yep, love him. Love him as a player. Um, and fine fantasy pick. I like it. He's a pretty handsome guy. He's like Oh no, don't 18. say No, don't make me creepy. Uh, God damn let me, it. Let's see. Jalen. Uh, I'm sorry. He's not I'm not No no no, it's okay. He's twenty one. Okay. Alright, I feel good about it. <laughs> He's I, a pretty handsome guy. I viewed him, I, I, I remember when he was 18, Whew. but I guess that was like probably three years ago, so that makes sense. I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry, no one's listening to this anyways, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, 
And then I have Acosta of Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's Kellen Acosta. Yeah. U.S. men's national team midfielder, Kellen Acosta. Oh. Well, he got, I think he got some good bonus points last week. Yeah, he did. He got four bonus points. So that's, that's literally how I made my lineup this week. All right. I like it. And then I have Polster, another Revs player. We don't feel, I don't, I don't know how great I feel about having three Revs players on my team this week, but. I have three Revs players on my okay. team Okay, well, week. yeah, but you like the Revs. I mean, actually, theoretically, I'm a Revs fan too, but like. What I, do you mean, theoretically? Okay, well, I don't know. It's just like fun because you're way more invested than I am. So like, for example, when they got scored on multiple times last week. I sent a lot of text messages that were like, ha, 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 When in reality, if I were a real good Revs fan, I would have been like, bummer. Sorry, you're making my blood boil right now. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta move on from this topic. Anyway, so, <laughs> so those are my three uh, cheaper bench buddies, as I'll call them. We'll see how they do. Yeah, so the... I mean, okay, but here's the thing, I guess, is I made this team and then... You know, Ryan brought up the valid point of putting people on my team who potentially will get price rises, which like, I hate, but like, I think it makes sense. So, you know, it might change, but this is what I have. This is my first take team. I mean, Iguayi is probably going to have a price rise, honestly. Yeah. I got to just roll it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how they're doing the pricing mechanism this year and like whether the averages line up from past years, but like. I think Vela in the past has averaged like eight points a game, seven points a game, and that like, he's he's been like valued at like fifteen million. For Do you that. think he'll keep losing? Do you think he'll lose money next week? Next week, regardless of how he does. No. Oh, okay. Because if he gets if he gets ten points, that'd put his average at like five. Well, is he at one now? So that put him at like five and a half, and like he'd probably lose value if he did that. But if he gets like if he gets 15 points next week, so if he scores two goals and has an assist or some shit, um, that'll put him at 15. Yeah, that'll put him at 15 that week. I'll give him 16. Average of eight points. Eight points, like, that would probably be a price rise for a $10 million player. Me takes Vela off my team because yeah. <laughs> he might lose money this week if he doesn't score, like, 15 points. Honestly, I'm okay with him doing poor... Well, I don't want him to do poorly again because I'm going to captain him, but... <laughs> I do... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. I do hope that someone out there... I There is a part of me that, like, wonders if, like, he does poorly enough, will people just give up, and then I can reap the rewards whenever he eventually starts getting back to form? I don't know. I don't think so. He's too high profile. Yeah. There are some guys out there right now that I think this could apply for, though. Anyways, why don't I get into my team? Do it. Um, so, for goalkeepers, I have a little switcheroo going here. I have... Quentin Westberg on my bench, the goalkeeper for Toronto. I don't know if he's going to start. It may be Alex Bono. If it's Alex Bono, I'm going to play Alex Bono. But I have Westberg in there because he costs more. So that way, if I can pivot, I'm not going to have to like shuffle things around. Um, they're at home against Vancouver. As I mentioned earlier, I'm not really sold on... I mean, I thought they looked pretty good on Sunday from what I watched. Um, but I'm not convinced that they are like really that scary of a matchup so yeah i'll have to keep an eye on the toronto rosters if they throw another like half-ass starting 11 out there then maybe i'll maybe i'll pivot um and then as the the back end of my switcheroo i have matt turner i like the revs at home matty t baby i like the revs at home against dc united 
I don't really think DC United's that good. I thought they had a, a solid win against NYCFC. The goals they scored, though, were like kind of like bangers. And I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the XG, but I'm not super convinced that DC United like really outplayed NYCFC all that much anyways. Um, so I'm going to take my, my chances on that turn. In the back line, I've got two Minnesota defenders right now. I have Roman Metinier and Brett Coleman. Assuming they both start, they're both really cheap and they have low averages right now because they got smacked. But as I've made clear, I don't think RSL's that good, so I'm going to sort of take a flyer on them. Again, these are sort of late guys. Oh, I should probably say who I have in the bench first, right? Sure, I did it last, but... Yeah, I have Dave Romney, Nashville outside back. Any relation to Mitt? No. Any relation to Britt Momney? No, I heard their music on the radio the other day, though. Oh. They're becoming popular. Interesting. Hot take? Is this a hot take? I don't like the name Rip Momney. I don't think it's that funny. No. Also, it's kind of hard to pronounce. And I feel like lots of people are like, they think it's really, like, quirky or funny. It's like Rip Mom. Like, first off, not really a fan of idolizing politicians anyways. But, like, also, it's just like, yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. Mitt Romney is also kind of a weird pick to, like... Like, yeah, I don't know. It's their music's good. I like their music. I don't know their music. I I mean, it's sort of like alternative indie stuff. Maybe I don't really want to like. I've only listened to a little bit of it, so I don't want to like mischaracterize them. But they seem good. I just don't like the name. Yeah, but I have raved on me on my (laughs) on my bench here. Um, I like the matchup against Montreal. I feel like that'd be a better name for a band. Rave Domney? Rave Domney. Oh, yeah. What are they doing? Oh, do you think Rip Momney's listening to this right now? Yeah, I think so. All right, Rip. If y'all are listening to this, consider changing your name <laughs> to Rave Domney, which is a play on a much more famous and important person. Agreed. Oh, man. I would I would vote Dave Romney into the Senate. <laughs> Okay. I don't actually want to say that. I don't know anything about him at all. Oh my god. Are you shitting me? What? Romney is a distant relative of 2012 Republican Party presidential <laughs> candidate, former governor of Massachusetts, and current United States Senator from Utah, Mitt Romney. So there is a relation. You've got to be fucking kidding me. This is. I mean, not how many real. Romneys did you think there were? There are like 10 that are his kids. I think you're well, the- well, I guess that would be all the same. Exactly. They... I don't know, man. Oh, my God. How distant, you think? I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, they have to change their name to Rave Domney now. I feel like maybe that'd be if they changed their sound, though. I, I guess, like, Rave Domney doesn't really, like... EDM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... We should doesn't start really suit band. for alternative. Yeah, should we start our own EDM band called Rave Domney? I'm basically there. All I have to do is learn literally everything about EDM <laughs> and also get musical talent and then also learn how to start a band. And I would be in. Yeah, if, if I wanted to start a really successful EDM or become a successful EDM musician, I would simply just do it. Yeah, yeah. If I were to start... My own famous rock band. That's how that's how I would approach it. So anyways, what team is he on? He's on Nashville. They're playing Montreal. Oh. No explanation so. needed. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we need to we've uh, 
talked about that too much. And so my other my other two players on so I've got him on the bench. They've got an early Saturday game. If that goes well, great. If it doesn't, I've got the two Minnesota guys, and then I have Brandon By. So that's another Rebs defender. Add By Reagan. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure many of our viewers will get that obscure <laughs> late season new girl reference. Um, but niche. if you do. Call in because we want some proof that somebody besides our friends is listening to this league. Nobody besides our friends is listening to this. Yeah. If you do, give us five stars and put in the review that you understood the reference. Um, <laughs> and then I have Brooks Lennon. Who? Brooks Lennon. The sponsor yeah, of this the podcast. podcast. Yeah, the podcast commercial. <laughs> the... Um, Wait, is it, what's his name? Brooks it... Lennon. Brooks, like, like John Lennon? Yeah, like John okay. Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's great. I know, yeah. This episode brought to you by Brooks Lennon. So, oh man, if Brooks Lennon, not the, what are they, a linen company? It's, what is it, Brooklinen? Yeah. Brooklinen? What do they do, like, pillows? Linen. Just literally, like literally linen? Yeah, sheets. Stuff. Okay, well, not them, but if Brooks Lennon, the soccer player, wants to be a guest on the pod or sponsor us in some way, even just, like, nominally, that would be fabulous. Brooks, if you're listening, that's open invite. Defender for Atlanta, who, hot take, might be the most important defender in MLS Fantasy right now, I think. Elaborate. He's Julian Gressel 2.0, which, like, basically means he's functionally an attacking player who's playing outside back he's very involved in the offense and i think he's your highest upside defender in the whole in the whole league right now for fantasy so i love the matchup at home against chicago and i'm looking at my team now and sort of like desperately trying to figure out how i can get more atlanta in there with the caveat that because they have ccl i'm a little worried but I doubt that they would punt their home opener, honestly, against Chicago. Hmm. I, I like MLS teams don't like to do that typically, um, so I'm expecting them to to at least start with a full strength lineup. I'm expecting jo- expecting Joseph Martinez to go 60 minutes at least, and I think that Chicago is not super strong defensively, so. Wait, sorry, that just reminded me that Ryan Hollingshead wasn't even on, maybe they just can't do this on, no, they, on the lineup, they They played midfield? Yeah, he was playing midfield. I said that last week, remember, when you had him in your lineup? Nope, I don't remember that. Well, there is a literal recording, so you could go back and, (laughs) yeah, he plays midfield. Uh, Yeah. Um, fuck, maybe I should put him on my team. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, that just reminded me when you were like, he's in the t- the attack. I was like, there was someone on my team last week where I literally looked at the lineup and he wasn't playing defense. Yeah, Hollingshead's playing in the midfield. Count me Mui interested in general. But it's the same sort of stuff with Brooks Lennon. He, he basically plays like a midfielder. I can't get over that name. Yeah, it's perfect for the pod. I know. For any pod. Um, all right, let's go into the midfield here. I have Randall Leal on my bench. If he does well, great. If not, I'm just going to milk him for the price rise and hate myself a little inside. Um, Get yeah. that bread. Great minds think alike. I have Carlos Heel and Emmanuel Reynoso. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those soup are... snakes. Soup snakes. Those are good matchups with good players. Look at me. Look at me getting good at fantasy. That's all that needs to be said. I've got Jesus Medina, midfielder for New York City FC. They're at home against Cincinnati. Full disclosure, I want this to be Maxi Morales, but I cannot fit the money... <laughs> For him, 
and all these other players that I want on my team. I actually like a lot of these matchups this week, unlike last week where I hated every matchup. Cincinnati sort of was what I expected this past weekend. Improved on attack, not improved on defense. And I'm sort of hoping for more of the same. And I think New York City, while I don't think they're good, I think they do have pieces that can, you know, they can produce goals. And I think Jesus Medina might take a step up. But if I had a choice, I would pick Maxi Morales over him. I just got to figure out to get the funds for it. <laughs> and then finally, I have Jack Price, who I like the matchup at home. So he plays for Colorado, central midfielder. Um, he's a little bit more involved defensively than some of these other guys. He's a, he's a little bit more of like a like a number eight, like a, a box-to-box keep midfielder. saying that. Nobody knows what that means. Yeah, even I don't know what that means. So... <laughs> No, so it's it's the nomenclature for, like, different central midfield positions. So a number 10 is, like, an attacking midfielder, like a creative playmaker. Um, like Carlos Heel? Yeah, like Carlos Heel. A number 6 is, like, a holding midfielder, somebody who shields the back line. Think Diego Chara is a good number 6, or, like, Michael Bradley. A number 8 is, like, in between those guys. Sort of like a workhorse, ball-carrying midfielder who's involved in, like, all thirds like, Paul Pogba is a really good example of a number eight in, like, worldwide soccer, not in MLS. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like that's not a name that yeah. is in MLS. Jack Price, I think, sort of does this a little bit. But he's involved in the set pieces, too, and I just like his general save. He's a he's a big floor guy, similar to your Alex Ring pick. He's pretty safe for, like, four to six points a game minimum, but he has the upside of, of goals and assists because he's very involved set pieces and on the attack so i've got him in there i like the matchup against Atlanta, uh against austin i think austin is not a terrible team but they're still an expansion team they're still not quite as strong as some of these other teams and i think they're a target a matchup worth targeting little babies and then finally i have my forwards which i absolutely hate right now and need to find a way to make them better um i have vela captained just like you and then i've got so i've got daniel shallowy on the bench who Started up top for Spartan Kansas City last week, and I think I'm just going to take his 5.5. I think I'm just going to sort of take a chance on him. Just take a gomble. See? Take a chance on me. Take a chance on Shallowy. That was pretty bad. I was Ooh, okay, that was all right. Um, and if he does bad, he does bad. So we'll see. Um, but I like him as a player. He's good. Like, he's young, and he's been sort of inconsistent, but I think he has talent. And a couple of years ago... He, like, had this really insane run of form where he scored, like, a bunch of straight games. Maybe he'll do that again. So, we'll see. And then I've got Andre Shinyashiki up top, forward for Colorado. Got a lot of Colorado players. I've got two. That's a lot. He's just cheap, and he's going to start, and the matchup's attackable. It's basically... But I'm not excited about it, you know? I don't love it. Like, but at that price point, I've got, like, some money in the bank to work with. But the, uh, the forwards are just not buying it more. Honestly, what I might try and do is see if I can... That's what I felt, too, about the forwards. I if, don't know. If Abila starts for Minnesota, so, like, he came on as a sub last week and looked pretty dangerous. Or maybe I just get Johnny Russell. I don't know. If I can scrounge up to an He didn't start forward, last week, right? No, Wasn't he, he on my team and then yeah, he just Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. I don't really... I think he played, though. He did. I don't know why they didn't start him. I mean, Buxa, honestly. Oh, wait, I have too many Reds players. <laughs> I should just fill the whole team of Reds players. I mean, could, maybe they're rushing for us. Cadiz is a good call, too. For what team? Nashville. Scored last week. That was a take I got right on this pod. You heard it here, folks, right? Wow. Um, I actually didn't have him on my team <laughs> because 
when Montero did well, I just took Cadiz out and put in a, a sub so that I could just get Montero's points. But it would have worked out either way. So wasn't wrong about everything. I'm probably gonna probably gonna <laughs> change his team several times by it's Saturday, good. by Friday night. So Sarah, that's um that's what I've got. Nice. What, what game are you most excited for this weekend outside of the Rubs game? Of course, yes. Um, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably always going to say LAFC. But, like, against Seattle, I kind of feel like that's a good game. Yeah, that's the one, I'm, that's the one I'm looking at, too. I don't know. I'd like to see Carlos Vela play more than 22 minutes. I think Atlanta-Chicago could actually be fun um, with Atlanta at home. And Chicago, like, is Well, you can't watch them. They're at 8. Rubs are at 8. Uh, well, well, we'll double screen it. Everyone's playing at eight. Yeah. Why do they do this to us? You know, it's hard to say. Like they, have, they just have like four games at eight. They did that last week too. How yeah, am I they supposed should to watch all those games. They should be offset. It just don't nine. they know some of us are running a very professional podcast for four listeners. Fifteen listeners. Yeah. Please. You're right. Give us some some respect on this. Name. I know. I know. We're legit. Well, any any closing remarks, Sarah? Um, no. Well. As always, oh, um, no one roasted us last week, so we can't read out a roast from iTunes. Someone gave us a five-star review that was very kind, yeah. and we appreciate you, whoever it was. Um, it wasn't me, although I tried. Did you try? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I guess I could have, but I was like, that's tacky. I'm not going to rate my own podcast five stars. Yeah, that's not enough stars. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, so anyways, the invitation is still open. If you want to give us a five-star review and then roast us, we'll read it out next week. I guess that's my closing comment. Also join our league. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can join our league. On MLS Fantasy. We have an Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I posted a... <laughs> it's not important. It's also undesignated players on Instagram. We're looking into getting a Twitter. Yeah, I, I tweeted a great joke today about, or <laughs> this week about the Super League and... I got, like, one pity like from a person. And honestly, honestly, it was a fire joke, so I'm going to need some. This is my fault. All of my Twitter followers are scientists, so I'm going to need to, to get some a better a better platform for this these fire, these fire jokes I have. Yeah, so maybe by the time you're listening to this, there will be a Twitter, too. It'll probably just be undesignated players, but if it's not, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. There's, is there any way they can find the show notes? They show them on Apple? Yeah. Well, I actually don't know what the show... I don't know what show notes are. They just say it at the end of the podcast. I'm assuming it's just the little blurb. Is that just the show description? What are show notes? Yeah, that's it. That's the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. It exists. It exists everywhere. Everywhere right. that we put it out. All right. Well, I think that's it for us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, congrats. Yeah. From... Central Jersey on a Tuesday evening. I'm Ryan. It's 420. Yeah, happy 420. Yeah, it's gone. It's it's done now, but I hope you had a good 420. Yeah, hope it was wholesome and fun yeah. for fellow, fellow Jersey folks. Oh, yeah, it's legal here now. It's legal. All right, we're signing off. From Central Jersey, I'm Ryan. I'm Sarah. This is Undesignated Players. Thanks for listening. Bye.